Hello, and welcome to Stuck in Line, a podcast where I share with my friends and family the kind of fun facts, stories, and history that I would talk about if we were stuck in line at a theme park together. My name is Julia Warner, and I will be your host and three-headed swamp troll in today's episode where I talk with my friend Stephanie about Maelstrom, the greatest Disney boat ride of all time. Okay, maybe that's a bit of a stretch, but it's still worth debating whether or not getting the Frozen ride was worth losing such an iconic masterpiece. So, if you're ready to join me, let's hop in line. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Stephanie! Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. This is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to at work. Oh, yes, thank you. We love we love having fans on the show. <laughs> I like I wrote in, I can't believe you accepted my application. Like I yeah, felt yeah, like yeah. there were thousands. I'm so lucky to be selected. Yes, thank you. Definitely not uh someone who was friends with me before the podcast. Never. De- definitely uh, a true fan of Stuck in Line, everyone's favorite theme park podcast. I totally remembered its name. That's why I <laughs> didn't say it before. This. Yes, yes, yes. Quite right. So today we're going to be talking about a little ride at Epcot uh, that used to be called Maelstrom and is now called Frozen Ever After. Yes. So we have been on Frozen Ever After together. We have. <laughs> the one time we went to Disney World together before everything went to crap. Um, yeah. And But you've never been on Maelstrom, right? I don't think so I, I I so here's the thing when we went together I thought that was the only time I've been to Epcot but I've since found pictures that have proven that wrong <laughs> but I don't remember so we'll say that I've never been for simplicity's sake yeah I mean yeah you don't even you don't remember I don't remember it but you you could have gone because this is a ride that uh, babies can ride. It's a boat okay. ride, very slow moving. Though um, it is a lot more child friendly now. I will say oh. the the old Maelstrom definitely was a little strange and creepy and dark in some ways. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, and as a kid, I was obsessed with this ride. I always wanted to ride it. Well, mostly because it's one of the only rides in the World Showcase and was, you know, for a while at the time. There's only two rides open right now, which is uh, the Grand Fiesta Tour starring the three Caballeros. Okay. Which also used to not have any Disney properties on it. It, There was no Donald Duck when I first rode that ride as a kid, and then they put Donald on there. And then Maelstrom, of course, at the Norway Pavilion in the World Showcase, um... It used to be just vaguely Norway themed. Okay. <laughs> and then at some point uh, they decided to turn it into it's it's not even Norway anymore. It's Arendelle. I it's mean, just straight up. <laughs> you have to admit the Frozen Mania took over, and they were like, Shit, "This is making a lot of money, huh?" Well, I mean, this is something we were talking about earlier. Is the World Showcase isn't very fun if you're a kid? Yeah. And- yeah. If you're a kid. I so I haven't been to Epcot other than when I was a small child. Don't remember and recently what two years ago, whatever. I don't even something know. like that. But I've been to I've been to like the the main park, Magic Kingdom, a bunch, and Animal Kingdom and um, MGM, Hollywood Studios as it's now called. But like, <laughs> we all know it's MGM. Um, I don't think I've been to Epcot. I'm like Epcot's kind of lame. This is my opinion. That is a popular opinion <laughs> among. I think Epcot is only fun if you are over the age of 21. If you are a baby, you don't care. You don't care. You don't care. Yeah, I mean, you you don't care at all. 
I will definitely say they're aware of the fact that Epcot is thought to be boring by some because the original concept for Epcot was actually like, oh, this is an educational park. You could take kids here on a field trip. (laughs) And so, you know, the World Showcase used to be a lot more authentic and they're kind of slowly putting more Disney properties into there. Kids hate learning. Kids hate learning. And you know what? Adults hate learning too. (laughs) Adults also hate learning. Yeah. They're like, "Um, I don't care about this ride. Can you please put Nemo in it? You know, can you please get Remy in France? I don't care about France unless Remy's there. Honestly, if they don't do like a TikTok inspired like little musical set, like just a little stage, you know how they have those little stage performances that aren't shows? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. should have a Remy one. They should perform they should Ratatouille the musical. Ratatouille the musical. I would go to Epcot so fast if there were the current situation. If they had Remy the musical performing. Honestly, I, w- I would pass away. That would be incredible. That would be the dream. Hey, Disney. Mr. Disney. I don't know why I'm such a fan of them adding Ratatouille into France, but I felt I feel kind of so negatively about what they did to Norway. I think maybe because they're just adding Remy into France instead of replacing uh, things that were already there. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because uh, Frozen doesn't actually take place in Norway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it takes place in a fantasy country. Yeah, exactly. Right. And as we all know, this fantasy country is connected to the kingdom from Tangled and like... Uh, the Jack Frost country, as we all know, even though it's a different property, but you've been on Tumblr, you know. <laughs> you know they're all connected. There's, there's the red string. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, so I think, honestly, I'm torn mm-hmm. because I really liked Maelstrom. Oh, really? But the animatronics on Frozen Ever After are cooler, much cooler. They are really good. You know, they're fancy. Yeah, I'm <laughs> trying to remember because like I said that was two years ago yeah yeah yeah. I got holes in my brain Mm -hmm. um but I do think that they were like they were that really cool mix of like old school animatronics and then like computer stuff right so Mm -hmm. that it looked like Elsa's face and it looked like Anna's face so that's called projection mapping Mm -hmm. when they're projecting Elsa's face onto a curved surface like the animatronic has a head that's curved and they need to do all kinds of crazy whack math uh in order to figure out where do I need to put the eyes in on a screen so that it looks right on the curved head? Hall- Halloween. They f- oh my. up the <laughs> algorithm just a little bit. So it's like, are her eyes just too tall? Like, is her nose supposed to go there? Ooh. Just on Halloween. I think that would be fun and spooky. But, that- they don't, but they don't say anything. They don't say anything, they just kind of do it. They just kind of do it and let it be spooky. And I like that. And the conspiracy, theor- like, boards go wild. Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan in the world of projection mapping. Mm-hmm. I prefer, like, practical effects. Yeah. But that would be dope as hell. Yeah. <laughs> so- <laughs> well, like, I feel like if you're gonna have rides inspired by movies, it makes sense to do the projection mapping. Yeah. Because if you have animatronics, you're always gonna get those, like... People are going to be like, that doesn't look like Elsa. I can't believe we flew all the way here from Minnesota. And it doesn't even look like Elsa. This is a bad Minnesota ass. I don't know why I said Minnesota. But, like, <laughs> I'm sorry if you're from Minnesota, listeners of the podcast. Yeah, shout out to all our Minnesota <laughs> listeners right now. <laughs> but, like, you know, like, I think it makes sense to do it if it's from the movie characters. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that that's something you were talking about of, like, 
replacing rides without the iconic characters mm-hmm. to like movie character or like the iconic park characters to movie characters. Mm-hmm. And I think I wonder if we're gonna see like a like dying out of animatronics in the parks that aren't like this mapping kind. Oh yeah, projection mapping. Yeah, for sure they have. I mean, so two new rides that have opened up in Hollywood Studios, Rise of the Resistance, the greatest theme park attraction of all time, <laughs> uh, did not have any projection mapping oh, really? animatronics. Yeah. They had some screens that they mm. used to do effects, um, but for the most part, it was all kind of practical animatronics, which is easy to do when it's Kylo Ren. Yeah. You don't have to animate His a little face. mouth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you don't gotta animate each of his abs individually because <laughs> he wears that shirt. <laughs> that Kylo Ren is an eight pack. <laughs> that Kylo Ren is shredded. But the other they cut new- that for some reason. <laughs> yeah, for some reason they didn't put that in the ride. Which I mean, I think they, I think they should have included four stars. <laughs> four, 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 four to five stars. Four kind, out of kind ten. Of lame. Four out of ten. Kind of lame. Didn't talk about Kylo Ren's eight pack. But the other new ride they opened in Hollywood Studios is Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Oh, cute. And. It is like completely projection mapping, mm. and they do kind of cool things with it. Like there are times when, spoiler alert for <gasps> Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, you'll like enter the same room twice, and it'll look completely different because they changed the projection mapping. Oh, that's and cool. I think that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So it does have its uses, but the old Maelstrom yeah. zero projection mapping hadn't been invented yet. It actually opened. In 1988, this was an old ride. (laughs) Yeah, this has been there from the beginning. And so what I kind of want to do now is walk you through side by side, Maelstrom and Frozen kind of at the same time. Okay. So you can see sort of the differences. So the Frozen ride is actually a little bit longer than the Maelstrom ride is because the Maelstrom ride used to have separate loading and on- unloading areas. Okay. And so Frozen, you load and unload in basically the same room. And so whatever track used to take the boat from one unloading area to the loading area on Maelstrom is now part of the ride for Frozen. Okay. So there's like a little bonus scene. And that's kind of that beginning with um, Olaf's there. Our <laughs> good buddy Olaf. Do you like Olaf, by the way? I, okay. I, <laughs> I almost didn't see Frozen. Because the only thing I had seen from Frozen was that trailer with just Olaf and Sven being stupid (laughs) and, like, Sven trying to eat Olaf's nose. And I was like, this is a stupid movie. What's for the kids? (laughs) Well, no, then I saw it in theaters because my cousin was like, we have to see this. And then Mm -hmm. I saw it in theaters, like, five times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Frozen's a good movie. But, uh... And definitely making a... (laughs) Olaf... Here's the thing. I like Olaf until he gets his own movie, and then I will hate Olaf. Oh, my God. You're right. They're going to make an Olaf movie. (laughs) Man. Oh, I will like Olaf until they make that movie, and then I will hate him with the power of my entire being. Yeah. Burn his merch. Hate Olaf. I'm just so on the fence about him, because he's, like, a little bit annoying character for children, but also I... I do find him genuinely funny at times. Yeah. And he's cute on the ride. I will say the Olaf animatronics are really impressive. The way his little stick arms move. They're cute. And the way he um, walks around. When an animatronic walks around, I lose my mind. It's really cute. I don't know why. I'm obsessed with it. It's Um, really cute. So that little entryway where Olaf comes and sings his little song to you. And then you see Anna and Kristoff and Sven all singing. That used to be the unloading area. And it was really cute. It looked like a little Norwegian village. Um, oh, that's cute. But they replaced that. Mm-hmm. And then in Frozen, you go up the hill, 
and at the top of the hill you see Elsa's beautiful ice castle. Can you guess what you saw there in the old Maelstrom ride? Uh, 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 iceberg. No. Uh, uh ducks. <laughs> ducks? Uh, uh, the, oh, the, the lights. The, the Ouroboros. That would be beautiful. Um, uh, you did guess incorrectly because it was a, a mysterious stone face of, uh, the Norse god Odin, who would open one eye and a very creepy monologue about seeking adventure and peril in Norway would play as you're going up this dark ramp with a statue with one glowing eyeball open looking down upon you. This ramp is not for children. (laughs) Julia, why did you like this as a small child? Were you okay? I thought it was cool. Oh, and I mean, you can still, they, I mean, they didn't change anything. Yeah. You can still feel the spirit of the old ride a lot. In the boats are the same, mm. the same boats. So I don't know. I, I don't that's know. Cute. But to add why I liked it so much, I don't know. It was crazy. I mean, that does sound like that's something I would enjoy writing now. But like, <laughs> I don't know. Baby Stephanie was like a scaredy cat. Like, yeah. I mean, it was definitely had a much darker tone. I mean, it's not very hard to have a yeah. much darker tone than Frozen Ever After. Yeah. But, but still, you know, it was there. So you go up this hill, mm-hmm. you see the scary face of Odin. And then it's kind of normal. You see some Norwegian guys on a boat and the narration's talking about how important being a Viking was in the olden days or whatever. Yeah. And you're just kind of vibing. And then you enter, instead of Elsa's beautiful ice palace, a troll-infested swamp (laughs) where a three-headed troll begins yelling at you for... Hey, wait, uh, not that bad. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Just, Just put him in the ride. Like, it's frozen. It's already... They've already got trolls. Right. What if there was oh. just a really big troll? That's what's replacing um the seafaring Norwegian scene is kind of at the same time as where the trolls were. Or maybe mm. the trolls are still in the beginning. I don't know. Uh, I'm getting it doesn't matter, matter because I guess yeah, they similarities. Boats are the same, still got trolls. Still got trolls, but does not have this hunk of a troll that you're describing. Yeah, oh, oh, he's a hunk, all right. I'm going to show you I'm actually going to show you a really good picture all of right. him. Ready? I love smash or pass. <laughs> smash or pass. Three-headed troll from Maelstrom. Smash. <laughs> Which one? All three of them? Mm, the middle one and the one on the left. <laughs> okay, well, to describe uh, this beautiful Maelstrom troll yeah. to our viewers, he's a three-headed troll with green skin. Each head has long hair, it's long like beards. Like, like mo- Spanish moss. Ooh, that's good. I mean, yeah, he definitely blended into the swamp that he called yeah. his home. Um, so there was this guy who was waving his stick at you and yelling, and then a very creepy troll that looks like a tree with glowing yellow eyes would rise up out of the water. Submechanophobia, anyone? Do you know what that is? Have you I seen do that? not know what that is. It's a thing. It's like, um... I a- do... I like his design, but pass. <laughs> pass pass on the troll that rises from the water. Yeah. Uh, submechanophobia... I've seen TikToks about this. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not up on the TikTok trends. (laughs) You're not in the uh, theme park TikTok Mm -hmm. sphere? Well, it's when you're afraid of, like, robots underwater or partially submerged robots. So this guy definitely would have triggered that for some people. Damn. He was creepy. Yeah. And he was big. You can't really tell from the pictures, but he was, I want to say, like... The size of a boat. Not the size of a boat. He was smaller than the boat, but, like... Maybe, like, four feet in diameter. Like, he would come up and be, like, very creepy. Uh, And so the three-headed troll casts a spell on you, and 
I wish he would. (laughs) So instead, it's literally so strange to ride it now because the scene composition is exactly the same, except for Elsa is standing where the three-headed troll used to stand. And she even, like, does. She, like, casts a little spell on you exactly in the same way that the three-headed troll did. Like, wow. Do you think they kept the bones? Oh, they had to. I mean, they weren't going to, like, rip anything out. So the only thing they might have changed a little bit was that path I was talking about Mm. earlier. But, I mean... When you refurbish a ride, you're probably not going to touch the bones because that's so much like yeah. actual construction work. It's easier to swap out animatronics. So um, the three-headed troll <laughs> becomes Elsa, Elsa, but still would smash. <laughs> this is part of my obsession that me and my siblings will still chant this when we ride Frozen okay. after, wait, after wait, today. Please. The troll would chant like, over the falls, over the falls, as like this thing, uh, they had a light effect like that would swirl above your head and mm-hmm. then send you back over the waterfall in the same way that Elsa does, but just nice. that chanting of over the falls, over the, the falls. falls. It was just, it was so menacing, but like I was obsessed with it. <laughs> so good. And it's so sad because I love that ride, but I also love Frozen and the cool animatronics. Yeah. There's a lot of inner conflict here yeah. with Maelstrom. I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. How does that um, make you feel? How does that make me feel? I have no words. (laughs) I'll write that down. I wish talk about it next week. (laughs) I wish I could have both. Yeah. Unfortunately, I can only have one. It is tragic. (sighs) So after that, you're sent backwards down the waterfall. Mm -hmm. In Frozen Ever After, it's very chill. You just see kind of the ice palace being constructed around you. In the old Maelstrom ride, there was a nine-foot-tall polar bear roaring in your face, which I miss, but... They could have kept that in. They could have kept that in. Wait, there are no polar bears in Frozen. Yo, Elsa Elsa needs a polar bear. Elsa rides a polar bear. I mean, she's got the water horse. No. No? (laughs) Like Elsa being a horse girl. That's horse girl propaganda, and I am sick of it. Enough. Give Elsa a polar bear to ride. I'd be down. She needs a polar... If they're trying to claim that she's half native... (laughs) Oh, no. She should at least get a polar bear to ride. Oh, Frozen 2 is so strange. I mean, they tried. They tried. They put their best foot forward. (laughs) Yeah, I'm almost surprised that the polar bears aren't there on Frozen Ever After because there's no reason to take them out. So then, uh, this is another part where the scenes are very similar. So you're going backwards and you come back and then you lock into a mechanism that turns the boat so that you're going forwards again down another path. Mm -hmm. And in the old Maelstrom ride, that huge uh, tree-like troll head with the glowing eyes was in the same spot that the ice giant is now. You know, mm-hmm. they have the ice giant. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And it kind of is, like, rising up, and so it was that giant glowing troll. So another part where they kept the scenes very similar, and it always makes me feel nostalgic for the old ride. And then you head down, and this is the weirdest part okay. of Maelstrom. You go down the second hill, and you end up next to an oil rig. Obviously. Obviously. You go from trolls to oil rig. (laughs) And I believe it had, I think, I swear to God, there was a fire effect. Like, actual literal fire. I believe you. Disney, like, boat rides love to have their fire effects. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm just gonna have a little fire go off. Don't worry about it, folks. Okay, so they didn't have a fire effect, but... Yeah. That's just, that's just too... Uh, apparent of what a negative impact that oil rigs have on our <laughs> have on our environment. They're like, we're gonna have it, but we're just gonna like 
make it like it's scenery, you know? Like, mm-hmm. oh, and the oil rigs. And the oil rigs. For decor. Well, so all the pavilions in the World Showcase are actually sponsored by, like, the tourism boards or, like, okay. overseen by the tourism boards of whatever country. And so I remember reading once that they had that oil rig at the end. They were like, hey, we really want our Norway ride to not just be about the Vikings and the trolls. We want to show that Norway is an up-and-coming modern nation. So obviously we need an oil rig in there. As we all know, owning oil is what you need to become a modern nation. Hey, it's not all about trolls and polar bears over here. <laughs> we got oil rigs. Goodness. Oil. Oil. So that was Maelstrom. I can't believe they didn't keep the oil. Like, forget the polar bears. <laughs> yeah, they didn't keep the oil rigs in the frozen ride. Yeah, Anna and Elsa standing there holding hands in their summer dresses on an oil rig with flames coming out the top. Hey, fan artist of the podcast. Oh, yes. All our, all our lovely fans. <laughs> we should get on that. Can we get some fan art of uh, Anna and Elsa on an oil rig holding hands? <laughs> I'll commission it. Oh, my gosh. Please. I would die. So that was Maelstrom, and I loved it, but when it transitioned, so Maelstrom shuttered its doors for the last time in 2014, mm. closed permanently. So I was still young enough to be excited for a Frozen attraction, like yeah. really excited. So I didn't mourn its loss at the time, but now... I don't know. It's up there, along with the great movie ride with attractions that I missed the most. Oh, don't even. <laughs> Julia, that's so fresh. Julia. And the That is the greatest loss to the Disney theme parks. Yeah. I period. mean, not in our lifetime, not like in the last couple of years, period, ever. Yeah. I don't understand, and I need to have words with the mouse. I will throw hands with Mickey Mouse. I will Mickey throw Mouse. hands with Mickey Mouse for getting rid of the great movie ride. This episode isn't even about the great movie ride, but the thing with it is, is... Right before, like, a year or two before it closed, they, like, updated it. They recorded new narration. They yeah. recorded a new movie to play at the end. And so I was like, okay, they did all this refurbishments. The ride's set for years to come. And then the next thing I know, it's closed, and they're putting in the runaway railway. And I hate that. I hate it so much. I also hate that I feel like I've always gotten the same, like, storyline. Because you know there's different storylines? Yeah, yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. And the last couple times I went, I got the same exact kind every single time. And I was like, I want the other one one of these times. Mm-hmm. They're both good. They're both good. But it's also, like... Yeah. It's sad. And I miss her forever. And I'm going to hold a memorial now because you've made me sad again. <laughs> Everyone, please pause the podcast for one minute to observe a moment of silence for the great movie ride. And then we will resume. Thank you for that. Welcome back. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the moment of silence. Yeah, so number one, great movie ride. Number two, Maelstrom, maybe. I might need to think on it some yeah. more, but even though it was weird, it was weird in a good way that yeah. old Disney attractions are weird. Well, you know what's really interesting is when we went, I noticed there's still, like, little, like, like things around the Frozen ride that talk about, like, the Norse gods mm-hmm. and, like, reference Odin and still, like reference the maelstrom ride yeah after we leave there's that troll like in Mm -hmm. the gift shop that i'm guessing was from the maelstrom ride because it's a little creepy (laughs) yeah that that troll is that is still there probably because it's so (laughs) big that they can't move it (laughs) do you know what um the tradition is to do with that troll for pictures do you pick its nose of course you pick its nose it's got a huge nose it's right there (laughs) its nose is right there right for the picking yeah right (laughs) yeah yeah, that that, that that phrase is based off this troll. 
Basically. I mean, that's what, yeah. Ripe for the picking? Not about apples or fruit or anything. It's about noses. It's about this nose on this troll. Please Google it. It's so big. Yeah, it's true. Um, that that troll wasn't on the ride, but it's always been in the gift shop yeah. there. So, yeah. It, it's really interesting the way they were like, this is still Norway, and we're going to keep, like, all of the, like, set dressing for the pavilion to be Norway, and, like, all of the little, like, kiosky, like, fun mm-hmm. things to look at. Which is my favorite part of parks. So I I personally enjoy Epcot. Mm. My family as a whole does not enjoy Epcot. Yeah. Because one of my brothers is just roller coasters, roller coasters, roller coasters. So yeah. he just does test track like a million times when we go. Well, they're putting in a new roller coaster in Epcot. Do you know about this? I don't. It's called <laughs> Cosmic Rewind. And it looks so cool. Yeah. It's going to be... Um, I think it's going to break records. I think it's going to be, like, the world's largest indoor roller coaster. Oh. If you go to Epcot right now, they have, like, this huge blue building where you can see where it's going to go. Oh, it replaced Universe of Energy, which is which is a trip. We'll have to do an episode about Universe of Energy. Okay, okay. okay. Um, but a little teaser. That is the Ellen DeGeneres, Bill Nye the Science Guy, Jeopardy-themed dinosaur ride. I went on that. As a small child, it's, I do remember it. So I have been to Epcot. You have been to Epcot. You have some memories. I of remember, Epcot. but the fact that I remember that ride, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just how much of a trip it is. I like felt it feels like a fever dream. It is a fever it. dream. It's so weird. Um, but they're replacing it with a, a new roller coaster, and the cars on this roller coaster are mm-hmm. going to be able to rotate and stuff, Ooh. and it's going to be a cool roller coaster with like animatronics and a storyline and stuff. Mm-hmm. This new wave of themed roller coasters is yeah. coming into the parks. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, have you been on the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train? Yeah. it's So it's like that, you know, it's a roller coaster, but then there's a part where it like slows down and you see some like dark ride type scenes. See, I think that as much as like Maelstrom sounds like it. Oh, <laughs> I think it's a smart thing for Epcot to like try and revitalize itself to put in the character themed rides. Yeah. I, but, yeah, I think it's smart to like try and get more people to go to Epcot and have it branded away from the like educational park. Yeah. As much as like the hardcore theme park fans, they're I call them like Epcot purists. Like there mm. are people that are like Living with the land is my favorite ride. I miss Horizons. I miss all this stuff about how Epcot used to be, which, of course, I'm too young to remember most of the things they miss. But there are a lot of people that really like how educational and boring in a good way Epcot used to be. Do you know why the average Disney casual fan goes to Epcot? To drink! (laughs) To drink? Or B, they get the Magic Kingdom Epcot deal. Mmm... Do they still have that? I think they do. They've changed so much. I can't keep up. Well, like, they have the same tram terminal. And I think oh, there's yeah. A, there's mm-hmm. a discount if you get Magic Kingdom plus Epcot. Mm. It's like a discounted ticket for Epcot. Yeah. And I... This is purely off my brain. There's no facts behind this. But <laughs> I believe the number two reasons that people go to Epcot, the Disney casual, to drink <laughs> and eat good food. And then just because it's cheap and it's connected to Magic Kingdom and you don't have to worry about taking your baby strollers back to a car, mm-hmm. you can just put them into a new tram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've spoken. <laughs> I've spoken. Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree that it's a good popularity move to yeah. replace or add more of their IP intellectual property yeah. into the parks. Well, that's for the babies. It's for the... I mean, and that's really what Disney's all about. Here on Stuck in Line, <laughs> we like to recognize that Disney is for children. 
for the most part. Epcot is so-so because of all the drinking and the food and wine festival, but really it's for families. And if they want families to enjoy Epcot more, they need to add those rides. Because as a kid, I was so obsessed with Maelstrom because it was the only ride that wasn't weird (laughs) in in the countries. And so I was looking forward to it when my parents were there, you know, enjoying the food and wine. I would be like, when can we go visit my troll friends? (laughs) (laughs) Julia, this explains so much. I ate some McDonald's chicken nuggets and now I am bored. (laughs) Yeah. I also feel like Epcot should have more shows. Yeah. Like, does it have shows? They have, I mean, the performances in the countries. So I have sat through a lot of British Revolution and British Invasion. They perform at this kind of gazebo uh, in the UK pavilion. Mm. They have mostly just, they've got like a belly dancer in Morocco. They have a a band of dudes who wear kilts uh, in in Canada, I think. I don't know why. No, that's not right. (laughs) No, I mean, okay, wait. They have a band of dudes that wear kilts that perform at a stage in between Canada and the UK. I think it's called Off Kilter. And they have, um, they actually have a really cool show. They have a couple street shows that mm-hmm. they do uh, near the Epcot Ball. They have, like, guys that are dressed as, um, like, cleaning uh, staff that come out and, like, play drums that look like buckets That's and cute. stuff. Yeah. And they have the Muppet Mobile Lab, which is a really cool roaming animatronic that they'll come out sometimes. And it's, I think it's Dr. Bunsen and Beaker are the names of the Muppets and they roll out and like talk to people and that's a show, but they don't have, they don't have any like shows, show shows. They don't yeah. have, you know, Beauty and the Beast live on stage. Yeah. Oh, they have Turtle Talk with Crush. You ever done that? I haven't done that. Hey, Mr. Disney. Mr. Disney. <laughs> Remy the Musical. A, <laughs> a show. Like with times. Oh my gosh. Like the 11 o'clock show, the 12 o'clock show, the one o'clock show. You know the Finding Nemo musical? Mm-hmm. You know how it's like a cute little musical? It's like mm-hmm. a 20-minute, 30-minute musical? Remy the musical. Build it an auditorium, and the people will come. The people will come. The TikTok teens? The TikTok teens? Will overwhelm Epcot. Hey, if you want the TikTok teens, build a Remy the musical. Yeah. You don't need to You don't need to take away Maelstrom and put Frozen in. No. No. Just add another stage. The TikTok teens don't care about Frozen. <laughs> Not anymore. All they care about is that sweet, sweet rat. That (laughs) sweet, sweet rat. And and he's good cooking. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, I think that's all I have to talk about Maelstrom. I miss it. Do you wish you could have ridden it? I do, actually. But here's the thing. I don't know. I wish I could have ridden it now. Like, I don't wish that I could have ridden it as a small child, because I think it would have have given me nightmares. It might have. But I wish I could have ridden it now, because I feel like now... I want to see my hot troll boyfriend. Yeah, you, you know? gotta, and you know. I want to see that oil rig. <laughs> I want to be faced with the realities of the world after seeing a bunch of Vikings and trolls and be like, oh, Gorsh. We're in the 21st century. Baby. <laughs> 21st century oil rigs. rigs. <laughs> oh my gosh, you gotta love it. 